0: This call is being recorded.
1: You are locked on Browns. You are locked on Broncos. It is crossover Wednesday on the locked on network, obviously part of the locked on network as once again here, um, guys, you heard this episode a little less than I would say 11 months ago. Cody, Cody Roark from locked on Broncos, Jeff Lloyd from locked on Browns. were able to sit down and break the bread here. Um, Obviously it was a Saturday night game, you know, the week before Christmas, uh, we're, Worked out well for Cleveland that day. Didn't work out so well for Denver. Um, right now, neither one of these teams are where they want to be to. Uh, but Cody, it's it's nice because you never know with, with non-divisional opponents who you're gonna get to sit down with, you know, for a second consecutive year. And obviously me and you, we've we've got some similarities outside of what we're doing here. Um, buddy, how you doing? Uh give me a start of a talk here. You know, obviously the Denver defense, we're gonna get into Cleveland O versus Denver D here how you doing and let's get into it bud
0: yeah you know i'm doing great and uh, i just want to apologize first off to any fans that are listening if the quality of my audio doesn't sound that great it's because the moment we were getting ready to record this if you've been paying attention to colorado we got a pretty big snowstorm so my internet actually went out so i have to jump on the phone in order to do this but uh jeff always great to jump on here and talk broncos browns football with you we know these two teams have a lot of history and uh you know, the offseason, There's a lot of hype for Cleveland. They're, they're trying, you know, they're struggling. They're trying to find their identity under Freddie Kitchen. So I feel like it would be a great time to, to break down this matchup when we talk about the Cleveland O and the Denver D. And uh, to be honest with you, Jeff, you know, when you take a look at this Browns offense on paper, it's almost as electric as it was in the offseason. When you take a look at Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and Nick Chubb, who in my opinion right now, Nick Chubb's playing some dang good football for the Browns. Outside of that, they are just finding ways to uh they're they're struggling to find ways to win games, and I think really a lot of it is acquitted to i don't know maybe coaching, but at the same exact time, I mean the popos are also in a similar boat as well
1: um part of it is in look you know and Freddie, you know you know when you have somebody who's going to be a first time head coach there's going to be things you're going to deal with, and part of it with Freddie is you know he gets caught up in the officiating. He gets caught up in, uh, should I review this or should I not review this? And it's taken away from the focus of what should be the next play. And it's been an issue, and and it's frustrating to a point. Um, Maybe there's too much going on on offense as far as trying to feed everybody, getting everybody involved. There's been some of that as well. But Nick Chubb, like you said, um, he has been their best skill player to this point. He's averaging over 100 yards rushing a game. He's a pleasure to cover. He's a pleasure to watch. Um, He's just a fantastic player. Um, Now, a little bit on the defense. i got to be honest. I was hoping to hear today, Cody, that maybe Chris Harris was going to get out of his Denver card. That didn't happen. You mentioned about the weather. I did see the Rockies tweet. Um, So, yeah, there's obviously, you know, Colorado. There is probably no state crazier weather-wise, and maybe we'll get to that here in a second. Maybe you can give us a a brief glimpse on a Saturday night. Um, But Bradley Chubb, um, look. Anytime you go into a game, you want to play somebody and you want to be able to beat them at their best. That's a significant loss. Bradley Chubb was fantastic as a rookie. Von Miller, I, you know, it's weird to say he's been kind of quiet, but he has been kind of quiet this year. Give me some talk here on this Broncos defense and where it is and how it's currently constructed.
0: Yeah, you know, the Broncos' defense at the very beginning of this year, they were struggling. I mean, they were at a point where they weren't helping the Broncos win games. The offense was playing well enough for Denver that they could win games. The defense wasn't holding up their end of the bargain. Late field goals surrendered to the Chicago Bears, Jacksonville Jaguars at home and losses as well as the Indianapolis Colts game last Sunday that, you know, the Broncos experienced that they are a couple plays away from being a five and three football team, but the defense ever since that Jacksonville Jaguars game, they have turned things around. They've been the stellar part of this Broncos team. And as you mentioned, you know, there was some talk, Early in the last couple of weeks, the Houston Texans were really involved in maybe trying to acquire Chris Harris Jr. The Broncos' asking price, according to the Houston Texans, was way too high. So Chris Harris Jr. remaining in Denver, and more than likely you're going to see him covering Jarvis Landry majority of this game on Sunday, which I'm excited to see. I mean, who knows? There, there could be snow on the ground for this game as well. Hmm. Um but, you know, as you mentioned, Bradley Chubb, he was playing phenomenal at the beginning of the year. And unfortunately, you know, when you go down to an ACL injury, I know what that's like from experience. Uh, it stinks. Uh, but, you know, he's he's on the grind. He's on the rehab. He's ahead of track right now. And uh, he's expected to be back full strength next year. Now, you mentioned Von Miller almost having kind of a quiet year. When you look at the stat box, yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of numbers right now from Von Miller but a lot of that is because he's been creating opportunities for other guys on the defense historically when you look at this broncos defense Derek wolf was the guy that would command the double teams allowing von miller to get some space one-on-one with the tackle to make plays well von miller's commanding double teams and triple teams at times now now other guys like Derek wolf they're getting sacks every game malik reed undrafted rookie from nevada he's getting Sacks, stepping in for Bradley Chubb. So the Broncos defense they you know they're kind of getting back in rhythm where we saw them, you know, a few years ago aggressive, taking the ball away, playing stout defense and unfortunately they've been on the field way too long and uh, they can't do that against, you know, guys like Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, or even Farrell Brown and Demetrius Harris. who The Broncos have had a lot of experience against in the past due to him playing in Kansas city. So uh, really, you know, they got to control the clock. They got to be able to slow down Nick Chubb and then, uh, you know, they can't find themselves on the field too long.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And it, 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 that's where it's going to be, you know, interesting because you know, it's, it's, you know, look, this game was less than almost 10 months ago now. Uh, yeah. Cause this game's obviously going to be played the first week in November. This one was obviously closer to cr- Christmas. So you're talking, you know, what 11 months and change. So not much has changed, but you know, A lot of it has changed. Odell Beckham Jr. was not part of this offense last year. Um, The tight end position, um, Demetrius Harris, Farrell Brown, um, and even Ricky Seals-Jones. None of these tight ends were part of this game last year. You know, three new tight ends. Uh, The offensive line, obviously now a a different starter at left tackle. I'm pretty sure Wyatt Teller is going to step in for Eric Cush at right guard, even only in nine snaps Sunday against the Patriots. He was a remarkable improvement to what Eric Kush has done here. So it'll be a good test because the defensive line, you know, even without Bradley Chubb, obviously, like you said about Malik Reed, they've stepped up and they and they find a way to, you know, keep going the course, which is what you got to do. You understand it that men are going to go down, players are going to go down. But a lot of this for the Browns, it, it's going to be trying to find a mesh in the passing game. It, it it can't just be Nick Chubb. It shouldn't just be Nick Chubb. There are too many skill guys capable of making plays through the air. It's got to get done. And, and Baker, you know, it he, he was weird because he had, you know, not a lot of people have mentioned, but he had a, a good week. And a lot of people, oh, well, it was a little bit under 200 yards. It was the New England Patriots whose defense right now is stinking ridiculous. Wow. Exactly. He had a really nice showing. His rhythm, his confidence. He looked like the Baker that everybody fell in love with in 2018. And I think going into this one here, now this is a place where he's going to go for a second time on the road where he's already got a W under under his belt. I'm hoping what I saw Sunday at 425, I'll see this Sunday at
0: 425. Let me ask you a little bit about a guy that, you know, in my opinion, we saw a lot of in the preseason for Cleveland. And I'm I'm eager to see how he matchups with the Denver Broncos, especially given the secondary, where they really do have Chris Harris Jr. Outside of that, you know, they have Devontae Harris. They have – Isaac Yadam. They have even Duke Dawson playing a little bit of a nickel. You saw a little bit of Cody Sensabaugh who played with the Steelers. So he might have some familiarity, even though I don't really want to see Sensabaugh on the field too much for the Broncos. (laughs) Uh, But a guy that stands out to me as a wild card player to watch is Rashard Higgins, who obviously had some local ties being a former CSU Ram. Uh, You know, where is he at right now this season? Because I know in the preseason, the expectations were high. He's almost been like a security blanket for Baker Mayfield. How has he been so far through the first eight, nine weeks?
1: Well, I mean, obviously he's missed time. He missed five weeks, you know, from injury. And it was the weirdest thing because in all the preseason games, uh, you know, Odell didn't play. Jarvis didn't play. They started their first possession against Washington week one in the preseason. They went two minute offense. That's all they were going to give the guys. Rashard Higgins was the future receiver. The first drive against Tennessee to start the season. It was Rashard Higgins. Bang, bang, bang. And it's, it's almost like, I, I don't know if it's like, it's this weird thing. Like, you know, now he was healthy. He didn't play against Seattle, you know, uh, he and he played some special teams, played special teams against New England, finally got, some snaps against New England, and Baker within three plays fired two passes off to Rashard Higgins. It's the strangest thing that what's going on. I don't know if their attempt was, let's not get him hurt again. Let's hopefully maybe see if we can move him at the trade deadline. But to have all your eggs in the basket, look, Antonio Callaway played well last year in that Denver game, obviously caught the the key touchdown pass to win it. But there's nobody Browns-wise who has more confidence in Antonio Callaway than they do in Rashard Higgins. and It is almost like, why are you taking away the thing that Baker, Baker is most comfortable with? It's strange. It's weird. Nobody really has an answer to it. Freddie kind of called Rashard Higgins out the other day a little bit. As far as, you know, we'll ask him why he didn't play two weeks ago. It, it, there's, it seems like there's something there that they're not telling us. And if you want us to keep speculating... We're going to keep speculating, but unless you tell us what the issue was, and I understand, look, if his knee was bad and, and a flight from Cleveland to San Francisco, but he said he was ready to play San Francisco. They got out there. He didn't make the dress list, and they said, well, you know, the knee's just not ready yet. Then he dressed for Seattle, didn't take an offensive snap. It's just the weirdest scenario that's going on right now. And I'm a Rashard Higgins guy. I, he's just – I he, every quarterback needs that that – that easy guy, the one that, you know, everything that's going on, they have this unspoken language. It's just been a weird scenario at this point, Cody.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I think really it's going to be an interesting matchup because, as you mentioned, Antonio Callaway. I mean, going into the last year's Browns game with the Broncos, remember the Broncos lost several defensive backs in that game. They, they were down to one cornerback. They had Justin Simmons, who is their starting free safety, playing corner later on in that game. Well, obviously the Broncos have more depth at that position right now. Granted, they lost Bryce Callahan for the whole year. He's not going to be playing at all this season. Uh, suffered a foot injury, a re-aggravation, and training camp and a little bit in the preseason practices, probably week three of the NFL preseason, he got his foot stepped on again, and it ruined part of, you know, he he had a a broken screw in his foot, so, you know, for him, he's going to be out for the majority of the year for the Broncos, you're not going to see him. Devontae Bosby got friendly fired by Alexander Johnson against the LA Chargers, had a spinal bruise, and at that point, he's going to be inactive for quite a bit, so they had to bring in Cody I'm I'm really intrigued with this matchup, you know, I think for uh Broncos fans you know there was a lot of excitement they wanted Baker Mayfield the Browns ended up taking him and you know he had a a great rookie season not quite the season he's expected so far in the follow-up there but in this matchup obviously with all the weapons that they have really the thing for me I'm taking a look at is the offensive line versus the Broncos D line and we take a look at Von Miller off the edge going against you know, Chris Hubbard. What can we expect from this matchup? But do you think Chris Hubbard has the eggs in order to be able to maybe go against Von Miller, maybe in you know, a one on one, or is he gonna need some help from the tight end?
1: Uh they're absolutely gonna have to give him some help. Um Chris Hubbard, um, they banked on the second half of last year with Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard. It's not worked out to this point. Look, Greg Robinson getting benched, that no it wasn't the issue. Greg Robinson wasn't the issue. It was more the right guard and the right tackle. This just felt the move that they made. Maybe it's because, you know, John Dorsey had spent some money on Chris Hubbard. Um, They have Drew Forbes waiting in the wings, a rookie coming back from an injury. He is eligible for the Buffalo game, which will be, you know, a week from Sunday. He might get some time at that position. Um, You know, Justin McCray will start probably again, again at left tackle. He is good in the run game. He's a mauler. Um, he's not good in pass pro um, Chris Hubbard's going to need assistance. And that's probably where you're going to see Pharaoh Brown because the one thing Pharaoh Brown does bring is some decent blocking ability. Harris, it's, it's, it's been a mystery. He came here with a reputation of being a good uh, you know blocker. We haven't seen that. He's actually contributed in the receiving aspect, which is probably more than we thought. It, it's just been a mixed bag of nuts. And I think that's part of why this offense is not, truly achieved what they were supposed to, to this point, uh, guys, obviously we'll get to the second, uh, s- uh section here where we're going to, uh, you know, get into obviously what the, you know, the Denver Broncos, new quarterback, the Cleveland defense, who now have their cornerbacks left. Uh, I'm sorry, their cornerbacks back. So, uh, you know, more here on your crossover locked on Browns locked on Broncos, Jeff Lloyd, Cody Roark, as a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the seasons change, I'm not going to say Tom Brady. Drew Brees will keep the Saints in the game every weekend. Um, Just like that, get off the couch, get into the game. Um, Look, you sit there, you do these office pools. This is where mybookie.ag comes in. If you're winning 10 out of 15, or even on the bye weeks, you're winning 11 out of 13. Let's go to mybookie.ag. Find a way to put a little skin in the game here. Um, many ways to do it, whether it's parlays, whether it is over under on fantasy players, whether it is live in-game betting where your initial single game bet didn't work out so well. Jump in there for a halftime, backdoor yourself to some money. MyBookie.ag will honor your initial deposit up to 100% still. We're in week eight, guys. Take I'm sorry, we're in week nine. Take advantage of this. MyBookie.ag. Go check them out. Use the promo code. All caps locked on. M Y B O O K I E dot A G. You play. You win. You get paid. Cody, you guys are all running out of new cornerback here, quarterback this week. Um, obviously everybody, you know, Drew Locke, everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to see it. That is not gonna be the case. They are not there yet. Joe Flacco, and I'll be honest, with the way the defensive line of the Browns is playing right now, Joe had problems with them last year, early in the season, the one start he had against them. And this is interesting because it's a complete wild card for the Browns' defense.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing we want to take a look at here, Jeff, as you mentioned, I mean, Joe Flacco more than likely – He's probably not going to play the rest of the year for the Broncos. He, uh, he's got a herniated disc in his neck, also a pinched nerve, which has affected his ability to do things. It initially started a couple weeks ago, some discomfort. And obviously, as you saw, if you watched the, the Broncos-Colts game, he's taken some shots this season. He's been sacked 30 times through eight games. Not a good formula. And when you take a look at this matchup on paper, you see Miles Garrett. You see Sheldon Richardson. You see Olivier Vernon. And you also see Mac Wilson, Joe Schobert as well, and a defense that likes to be aggressive. They like to get after the quarterback. This is certainly not an ideal week for Joe Flacco, who is not a mobile quarterback, to be able to stand in the pocket and maybe withstand some of the shots that he would take from this Cleveland Browns defense. So that's where Browns fans this week for the Broncos – they're going to see Brandon Allen, who played with the L.A. Rams during the NFL preseason, had a really strong preseason for them, played against the Broncos. They saw some similarities in him that they, you know, Rich Cangelo, offense coordinator for the Broncos, saw in Nick Mullins. So he's a little more mobile, and he's the type of guy that you can sprint out to the right. He can do the rollout. He can do play action. But he's going to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Now, granted, when you have this offensive line right now, you have the tackle situation with Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle. Garrett that that left tackle. I really look at this matchup, and I think that you know they're going to send a lot of pressure at the quarterback because the offensive line simply hasn't been good enough in pass protection. What can we expect to see from this Browns defense against this Broncos offensive line?
1: Uh, well, the difference they've been doing this year is you know because they had brought in Olivier Vernon, and Olivier Vernon had a lot of experience on you know manning up against left tackles. Is they switch it up? There's really no you know there's no written rule to it. You know, Miles Garrett will go up against a right tackle and and you know Olivia will go to the left side, vice versa. They both had success. Um, obviously Miles has you know fills up the stat sheet. 10 sacks so far through you know seven games. Olivier Vernon, it's like you were saying earlier with Von Miller, it's you know not filling up a stat sheet, but it's grading out well and doing what you're asked of and holding on to your assignment. Olivier Vernon will ride out a, a, a running back. Like, look, you're not going outside of me. I will, you know, you're going to have to kill me to get outside of me. He will do his job, whatever it is, scheme to do, whatever's in the playbook, he will do his job. Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi, you can't really take on both of them when you have these two guys. It ends. Um, Sheldon has, you know, some flashes. There's been times where you've been maybe questioned the effort. He kind of gets in a little bit of the fact that, you know, Oh, you know, maybe I get held a little bit. Well, look, people get held on the inside. It's hard for referees and officials to see everything. Larry Ogunjobi. uh, It seems he's a little bit more slender this year, maybe not as forceful as last year, but the key for this Browns defense right now is getting Denzel Ward back and getting greedy Williams back. They were starting quarterbacks for the first two weeks. Uh, You know, didn't play great Denzel Ward. Greedy Williams played really well the first two weeks. But now it is a month. And so, But actually, well, I mean, a month. But it's been five weeks when you bring in the bye. Denzel Ward looked against New England like the Denzel Ward we saw last year. The kid who, went as a rookie, went to the Pro Bowl. Greedy Williams, the coverage behind him, he had some issues with. But he was able to come up and challenge. And one of the things that he had questions about with Greedy Williams is about his physicality. That was not an issue on Sunday in his first game back. He was able to make every tackle that came towards him. His pa- tackle grade was fantastic. So that makes it so much easier because they can get after the quarterback with this defensive line. Joe Schobert, Mac Wilson, they really only played two linebackers a majority of the time. They've had their issues in coverage, in tackling. Um, Mac Wilson is probably a little bit more understandable as a 21-year-old fifth-round pick rookie. And, you know, the live bullets, things are going really, really quickly for him. Joe Schobert, it's been a little – it hurts because I love Joe so much. But he's not been the player he had been the last two years. And maybe it's because they're only really playing two linebackers going with this four-two-five big nickel. And Joe traditionally probably should be a will linebacker, not a Mike. So that's been a difficult aspect. But, you know, it, it, to get these cornerbacks – the corners back, they were able to play New England. And look, even though New England won the game pretty much handily, the Browns offense had more yardage. That, it's a positive sign for this Browns defense.
0: Well, one thing I want to ask you, too, because we covered the defensive line. We covered inside backer. You know, you touched on the, in, the cornerbacks for a second. I mean, really, when you take a look at this Broncos offense, wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. He's no longer a Denver Bronco. He's all the way over in San Francisco now. And now the top guy for the Denver Broncos is Cortland Sutton, who's a big physical wide receiver, who we saw last year, the Browns, One thing they did with Greg Williams is they played physical underneath. Can we expect to maybe see the same type of game plan against Corlin Sutton, who is a big physical receiver who's evolved in his route running? They like to take some shots with him, but he's evolved at the short passing game as well. And and behind him, you have Fred Brown, you have Deshaun Hamilton, as well as Deontay Spencer, who they've used as a gadget-style player through the jet sweep or even a toss play or the end-around play. They've utilized him in, in a variety of different facets. When you take a look at, obviously, getting Denzel Ward back, Greedy Williams, and you have Demarius Randle at free safety and Morgan Burnett at strong safety. What type of role do you see this Browns defense playing in terms of the secondary uh, when it comes to this Broncos passing attack where you have Noah Fant, the tight end, Sutton, Hamilton, Deontay Spencer, and Fred Brown?
1: It does make for some interesting you know, matchup as the way it works for me personally, look, Denzel Ward size wise alone, you really cannot expect him to handle a Cortland Sutton. Um, That's going to be hopefully greedy's assignment. And, but for the most part though, it's, you know, it's Denzel on the left side. It's greedy on the right side. So if Cortland Sutton is going out to Denzel's side, maybe you're going to give some help just due to the, you know, obviously the mismatch in size. For me, it's, Hamilton's the one that concerns me. I mean, he had a strong close to the 2018 season. And maybe with Manny Sanders and the way he just healed crazily well from his injury, it seems like Deshaun Hamilton's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle here. He's the one that kind of worries me, you know, because of those jitterbug types. though, You know, Wes Welker, and we just went through this last week. Those are the ones that can really, you know, be a pain in your neck. Uh, Cortland Sutton, you know, you just kind of figure, what do you do? You high, low it, and and you play it from that aspect. So, uh, you know, I'm not too concerned about it. Noah Fant, it's obviously been a tough start for him due to the fact that, you know, with the drops and then you get yourself in a tough position that way. But Noah Fant obviously has all the athletic ability in the world. And I think it will be a linebacker underneath whether or not Demarius Randall plays in this game. This year has been an absolute mystery. Demarius Randall, who wants a boatload of money from this franchise in an extension and he's already missed three games out of seven. He he's been a tough one. Um, They're going to add safeties. They're probably going to add multiple safeties in this off season. It, it's going to be a mix. You know, it's going to be a mix because, you know, you have a quarterback you don't know too much about. So my guess would be, you know, Denver's going to come out in some, you know, obviously, you know, twins trips. And like you said, obviously with Allen, he's able to roll. And maybe take advantage of that. And then then there's Lindsey. And obviously, he's not the only running back now. They had the two running backs came in the one year. Lindsey lit it up early. But you're going to have to be ready for everything. But I think the confidence from the defense is going to be that they went in and the defense was not the issue versus the New England Patriots.
0: Well, I would say one thing, too. Don't expect to see much from Deshaun Hamilton. It's been a really weird twist of events. He had zero targets. Uh, So he's on the Rashard Higgins path. Yes, he's on. Yeah, it's it's really weird because he can be a slot now. One thing he has been very effective in for the Broncos has been as a blocker in the run game, but outside of that, uh, the Broncos have kind of gone away from him because he's had several key drops. You go back to the week one game against the Oakland Raiders Monday Night Football, he dropped a touchdown reception in the end zone. And and really in an eight-point game, you have to wonder how much of a difference that could have been if he would have held on to it. So really, the, he hasn't proven to the Broncos. And Vic Fangio has even said that, you know, he's got to earn some trust out there. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, the Broncos, they're going with some other guys, Fred Brown being targeted and Cortland Sutton being a primary target. And the Broncos are actually going going to the running backs out of the backfield more often as well. So that's how they're distributing up the passing routes, but not too much to uh, the slot in uh, Deshaun Hamilton. So really going to be an int- intriguing matchup really against this Cleveland Browns team on Sunday when the Browns come to Empower Field at mile high to take on the Broncos.
1: Ah, look, I mean, it's it, it, it's always a trip when they go out there because obviously there is so much history from those games in the 80s um, but, Cody, talk to me about the running game. It doesn't seem like it was; it's nearly as effective as it was last year.
0: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is the Broncos have found themselves in situations at, at the first part of the year where, you know, you can't run the ball because you're playing from behind. If the Broncos play with a lead, they tend to rely on the run game a lot more. But in, in times where games are really close, they have started to kind of throw the ball a little bit more. And, you know, when you are playing from behind, I think it was go back to the Green Bay Packers game. The Broncos run game was absolutely effective against the the Packers defense. However, they found themselves down due to two turnovers that were key, a Noah Fant fumble, and then a strip sack uh, on Joe Flacco, which led to 14 points. So at that point, they had to go away from the run, and, and teams are forcing them, to pass the football, which we see with Joe Flacco, but it's going to be different now that Brandon Allen's in there. I would expect a more run-balanced approach, given the fact that this is Brandon Allen's first ever career NFL start in the regular season, so look for a lot of Phil Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Look for a lot of eye formation or offset eye with Andy Janovich as the fullback, and he's going to be leading the way through the A-gap and the B-gap, and then they're going to try to spring Lindsay outside, but teams have kind of found a way to compress Lindsay a little bit by playing contain on the edge as well as stunting the inside backers in the b gap and it's been hard for lindsey to get going uh that's why i feel like they got to go a little bit more with royce freeman and andy janovich in an i formation some power running to start things off and then when the defense gets tired bam you got to go with philip lindsey
1: well you know i i love philip lindsey we have you know we have a a large contingent of <clears throat> Browns fans who have Colorado roots um they were on Philip Lindsay and stunned that Philip Lindsay went undrafted and obviously you know Philip Lindsay has done a fantastic job to this point uh fun player great story guys we're going to matriculate over to some keys to the game player wise uh some soft predictions because it is only Wednesday but Jeff Lloyd Cody Rourke Cody Rourke having a blast here It's always fun talking with Cody and just appreciate it. And this is the cool thing about the crossover episodes is we get to talk to guys that, you know, we, you know, message with and things of that nature. But now we actually get to sit down, break bread. Peloton, folks, Peloton is offering a limited time offer of $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. And get a great cardio workout at home. Look, I mean, at this point, who actually wants to go to the gym if you don't have to go to the gym? You don't have to pay the money to go to the gym. Find a way to do it at home. Go to onepeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED, all caps L-O-C-K-E-D, to get started. We appreciate Peloton for the sponsorship at the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody, if there is a Browns victory, or either way, offense, defense, what is the key? Who needs to eat on Sunday for twenty-five start Eastern time, two twenty-five start Mountain time, as we established today? Who's going to be the guy?
0: <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it too. And you just mentioned what Browns defense. Yes, sir. So I, I would have to say, really, the Broncos have to avoid, in my opinion, you know, like I said, I, I've been a big fan of Denzel Ward. I think the two guys you really have to avoid, you have to avoid Miles Garrett. You also have to avoid guys like Denzel Ward because they're going to make you pay a little bit. And I think that really we're going to see a lot of Denzel Ward. I think he's going to go to Cortland Sutton's side. I think you're going to see Demaryius Randall or, or Burnett up top with a safety over the top. They're probably going to bracket that side of the field. Um, and I think they're going to try to send Miles Garrett at Garrett Bowles, which Garrett versus Garrett crime. We you know we want to avoid that <laughs> here for the Broncos because it's been a absolute carousel because Garrett Bowles has had his struggles. Um, if Miles Garrett has a big game against. Garrett Bowles. The Broncos will struggle in this matchup. Now, Brennan Allen can get the ball out of his hands quickly, and this is where Denzel Ward comes into play. If you can avoid throwing into tight, contested alleyways where you have two guys in coverage, if you can find the open man, get it to a spot quickly, then you can kind of neutralize the factor that is Denzel Ward and this defense, because I think those are the two guys that are the energizer bunnies for the Browns' defense and, and their absolute game records for what the Broncos' offense could encounter. Now, Jeff, I'm going to turn it back around to you. When you take a look at this Browns' offense against this Broncos' defense, what do the Browns have to do in order to have success against Denver, and who are the couple of players you're keeping an eye on that could absolutely wreck the game for what the Browns' offense wants to do in order to possibly win this game?
1: Uh, I'll be honest. Um, Von Miller seems like a sleeping giant right now. It seems like there's going to be somebody, you know, and, and you know, when players are this talented and it's not there, all of a sudden somebody's going to get dunked on. And that's what I worry about. And because, you know, Baker's had certain pass rushers who've just had days against him and days against this offensive line. And I pray it's Wyatt Teller at right guard. Um, you know, I wish it was Greg Robinson at left tackle. It's going to be Justin McRae. But I, I, I'm concerned because Von Miller wants to get some retribution somewhere, somehow, some way. If we were at home, I'd feel a little more confident uh, in you know going into Von Miller, Von Miller's lair, so to speak. That gives me concerns. Um, Justin Simmons, uh, Ben Albright, obviously Cody. Who you know Ben is a you know he continues to rave, and I talk a lot with Ben about the player Justin Simmons is. And Baker's had issues with safeties who are intelligent players and can disguise kind of what they're doing. That's been part of the issue, and his interception numbers are legit; they're real. Uh, it's it's been an issue this year. Those two guys are guys I'm really concerned about, and, and I hate the fact that we got to say week in week out. If the Browns for the Browns, you got to get Nick going. Look, you got Odell Beckham, you got Jarvis Landry. You, you got tight ends who can contribute in you know the receiving game. Rashard Higgins, Antonio Callaway. It shouldn't be. Let's make sure. It seems like we're preaching play safe by getting Nick Chubb established, which this shouldn't be the case. You have Baker Mayfield. You have all these weapons, and it sucks to say it, but it's it's the truth. To it is play safe because this is what's working right now. Nick Chubb is what's working for
0: you right now. I think that's something that they have to do. You know, you have to be able to utilize the guy that is your workhorse. And it's been fun to watch Nick Chubb. I mean, the last two years he's been an energizer. The Broncos, they've done better against stopping the run. So, really, for them, they've got to be able to contain him, especially if he gets to the edge on stretch plays or even on toss plays. He is a guy that is able to get outside and get down the sideline very quickly. The Broncos have to be very disciplined this week. And if they're not, it'll be a long game. And, really, the Broncos did a decent job last week containing Marlon Mack. He did have a touchdown run against them in the first part of the third quarter. After that, you know, he didn't really get much going there. They got hurt a little bit by Jacoby Brissett's arm. So I think the Broncos' defense are going to be stingy. They're going to be tough. It's going to be a home game. They're going to be, you know, emotions are high. Von Miller was pretty upset after the loss last week, and I would expect a very fired-up Broncos team this week. New quarterback, new life. Who knows what to expect? It could be one of those crazy situations where you see the next Matt Flynn-type scenario popping this head <laughs> out, who knows at this point. Uh I know for both teams are struggling. They're looking for their uh, you know, a win after going through several losses and not having the seasons that they had wanted. Uh, you know, this is the first half of the season after this, the Broncos have a bye week. Then the second half stretch begins, but really no more room for error for the Broncos sitting at six losses. At this point, a loss would all but eliminate them from playoff contention.
1: Yeah, and whereas <laughs> For Cleveland, it's it's time to look. I mean, we have talked about this all year. We knew this first seven stretch of games was really really difficult, um, and we we had talked about this. Pete Smith, who's on with me all the time, it's like you know two two and five. It's actually a reality. Um, the reality is we didn't think it was going to be this ugly, but I do believe there is more talent here, and it seems like there's. They get to a point where they're aggravated, and somebody is going to get handed their lunch. The recipe is there maybe this week that, you know, the Browns should be able to hand Denver their lunch. But then again, you you don't have the confidence in it. So that's the difficult part right now. Like, you can't just say, oh, we're going to go blow this team out because it just it's, it's not shown. There's nothing proven. There's no evidence to give it. So that's the difficult part. Cody, uh, let's give some soft predictions. Look, this is going to be a Wednesday episode. Um, for the most part, Browns are coming in healthy. I don't think there's really any questionable or anything of that nature. If you got to make your decision based on the fact that you're still not sure. But I, for me, I'd say it's it's not unfamiliar territory. Obviously, they were just there 11 months ago. I think the Browns should be able to walk. They should be able easily to walk out of this with a 10-point-plus victory. But in the same respect, yeah, it's 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 it, it's been a head-scratcher to this point.
0: Yeah, you know, I think for the Broncos in this game, too, uh, you know, I think there's a lot riding on based on how the offense does. I mean, the defense can't be on the field all game long. I, I don't think this is a close game. I think that Denver ends up on the losing end of a last-second field goal, probably in the last minute. I mean, that's been the theme of the season. Um, I think we're going to see a score around the time frame maybe of 19 to 16. So, that that's kind of where I'm at with it when it comes to this Broncos. So very team similar to last Broncos. year. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's going to be a close game. I think whoever wins is going to be decided by a field goal, whether it be Denver, whether it be Cleveland.
1: Um, it, it's it's the way it's going to it's the way it's going to work, and obviously you know there is so much history between these franchises. Obviously you know old and then middle, and you know what should be new, whether it's Drew Locke versus Baker Mayfield or you know, what the future could be. Obviously, we're not going to see Drew Lock just, just yet, but, you know, everybody wants to, you know, let's get past this New England area era and, you know, who's going to be who when, you know, the Philip, you know, Phillip Rivers, obviously out in the West, how all that plays out. Um, want to thank everybody. Um, understand that Cody's in a blizzard here in Colorado, so we're doing the best we can for you guys. Um, anything to close with? Do you want to close, Mr. Cody?
0: Uh, you know, I'd say Browns fans always appreciate Jeff's insight. I think Jeff does a great job covering the Cleveland Browns. If you're ever interested in the Broncos perspective of things, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. I interact with Jeff all the time on the Twitter sphere. On Broncos fans. I highly encourage you to check out Jeff and his work as well. Jeff, where can Broncos fans find you on Twitter? And, uh, you know, thank you for uh, stepping in and kind of hosting this emergency crossover due to this power outage that we have experienced
1: uh just so you guys know the details you know cody sent me the address um i went in i started logging in oh no i have no power it's a blizzard and that's exactly what i got from cody so we flipped it up or whatever here but uh look we all you know we have our realm here and obviously cody coming through, through uh you know through the phone here try to do the best we can look you know one thing you guys to understand about it, all this here at locked on is we bust our buster every day trying to give you guys as much quality content as possible me personally, um, obviously, you know, with all of our shows, um, at Locked On Browns, I keep it a follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, DMs are open over there. It's it, it's a joy to do. It. it I, I wasn't always a fan of these crossovers. Now, as you know, I've been here longer. I enjoy them more and more. It's you know, I, we learn more about each other. We learn more about these teams because we understand it and we respect each other's opinion because we go through this daily, literally daily. This is an hour plus of our lives every day, and that's the best part of it. So make sure everybody's checking out Cody, uh, Cody Roar, over at Lockdown Broncos, Um, you know, the uh, Lockdown Browns as well. Um, We're looking forward to this 425. Um, That Saturday primetime matchup last year was kind of nice, but look, it's too early in the year for that type of stuff. Uh, so for Jeff Lloyd, for Cody Rourke, Um, this has been your crossover Wednesday of Locked On Browns, Locked On Broncos. We're going to put this one to bed. Um, Cody's going to go find a snow shovel and make sure he can get his car out in the morning. Um, we appreciate everybody. Um, looking forward to the ball game. Uh, you know, anybody, guys, if you want to talk, don't troll. If you want to come talk, come talk with Cody. Come talk with me. We'll have some fun with it all. But, uh, you know, we'll look forward to the game on Sunday. And with that, we put a bow on
0: this one. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Looking forward to game day on Sunday.